0: How's it going, everybody? My name is Austin Kiergaard, and today I am with Dr. Joe Klimczewski and Kevin Brunicini, and we are the Flexible Dieting Podcast. We're going to talk about flexible dieting and all the aspects that entail of it. So today we're going to talk about a popular topic, weight loss plateaus, plateaued weight loss, whichever you prefer. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I have this conversation every day. I have worked in a fitness facility for just shy of 10 years, and every single day, I talk to at least one person that comes to me, and they're like, I just can't seem to lose weight. I've done everything. I've ate 1,300 calories, 1,200 calories, 1,800 calories. I'm doing cardio six days a week. I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I just can't seem to lose the weight, and the same conversation every single day with different individuals, I always talk to them about, a lot of things there's a lot of questions that come to mind what are you eating like what are food sources that you're eating are you truly in a calorie deficit are you tracking yes or no if you are what ways are you tracking are you eyeballing it are you using the hand fist thumb method like what are you using are you scaling it then the next one how long have you been in a deficit for how long have you been exercising and doing all these things for Obviously, the answers are different and the answers vary. And I know you gentlemen know that there is a physiological reason behind this. Hormones change. Earlier in a different podcast, we talked about the metabolic switch. There's a lot of variables. So I want to start with Joe. Joe, in your experience, how have you approached this with, with your clients in the past? And how have you explained this to them physiologically? What is happening?
1: Well, like you said, it is an everyday occurrence, and I, you have to, first of all, wipe away any cynicism as a coach, and as somebody undergoing this, you just have to realize, okay, something is going wrong. Don't automatically assume, oh, it's my body, it's my metabolism. If you are not losing over a consistent amount of time, and that's something important you said, Austin, you know, how long have you been in deficit- looking at people's weight loss. If I'm looking at their charts, sometimes their, their weight, it's, it's up, down, up, down, up, down. And you see that trend line, but sometimes there's a really big spike. And I have to ask, like, what did you eat the day before that? What did you eat the weekend before that? Because there is a reason the weight is up, even if it's not necessarily body fat. We talked in the podcast about the metabolic switch could be, could be stored carbohydrates, intestinal mass, a little extra sodium, all of that sleep change. But if you are not losing over a, a, an amount of time that you should be losing, by definition, you are not in a calorie deficit. So like you said, Austin, I also look at food sources. I'm looking at consistency. How are you tracking? Maybe even meal spacing. And, and I have a really great client who's super smart and she's working very, very hard. And she, she said, well, Back a year or two ago when I lost weight, I was able to eat this much. Why am I not now? And I said, I don't know. But there is a reason. It could be sleep. It could be activity. It could be non-exercise activity. You're, You're not up and down as much. Maybe you're not training quite as hard with intensity. Regardless, there is a problem, and we can find it. It's not that you just have to throw your hands up in the air and say, it's just me. Somehow my body's broken.
0: Those are such great points there has to be a reason we have to figure it out. I really like how you have that conversation. Kevin, with you, I wanted to see how you implement this. Um, Have you seen this in a clinical setting? Like, do you ever look at like lab values? Do you you take a deeper dive, I guess, with this type of situation when people are like, I can't lose weight. I swear I'm eating 12, 1300 calories. I've been doing this for a long time. They bring you a food log or a food journal or something. Like, what would you do? with your clients or patients do you do you use a clinical approach to this i guess is what
2: i'm asking that's a good question i wasn't expecting to go in that direction um in my current you know practice setup i'm not doing labs i could yes but to, you know that's a long story in terms of just the getting more involved medically speaking for for insurance purposes blah 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 but um within that vein though you know, that everything that you have said joe and austin i you know there's nothing else to necessarily add other than maybe there's a behavioral thing to improve. But nonetheless, there's a there's a pragmatic thing that is going on. We need to solve that. It takes time, however, and that's where it's, you know, difficult for, for clients to understand. It does take time to figure that out. Or it's a matter of just simply waiting and there is no true problem. It's just a matter of we need to wait this out because maybe that's it. Um but ignoring that, you know, assuming that there is something deeper. We're we're not finding anything despite Pragmatism and evaluating logs, etc. Um, then I have made suggestions to clients to talk to their primary care provider or PCP to make you know consider maybe especially if they have an annual coming up, then that makes most sense to tag this along. But um, you know maybe there's something to consider regarding thyroid function because that will if there is a if there is a low value or subclinical low value. Or high, but if it's low, it's going to have a, a decrease in metabolism metabolism, whereas if it's high, then you're going to be a higher metabolism. Generally, that's not a problem. But if it's low, then that can certainly be a metabolic issue of which it needs to be treated, of which then you know you know we clearly have a a an answer to likely what's going on without just keep continuing to slash calories. It's not unlike us, anyways. But just that's the general assumption is just continue lowballing the calories until they're at nothing, and you know, eventually that should do it. Um, but generally, that's where you know, from a lab perspective, that's the most common is thyroid function. There, um, there can be some you know, sexy lab that can check things, but honestly, generally for most individuals, it's going to come down to a thyroid function, and most of the times, it's still pretty normal. There is uh, even if subclinical, while that is uh, an influence on things, that's not does, that doesn't necessarily mean it needs treatment if there's symptoms. Sure, but if there's no symptoms, it's a then it's a matter of you know talking with the client. You know we need to go back to a drawing board, to reevaluate logs, activity, etc., and go back to that to that list of things and evaluate things very honestly and give it more time.
0: You bring up such a good point where it's. Exhausting all of the the practical problems first, and then if we can't figure it out, we can take a look at labs, but also being aware that a lot of the times those lab values may fall within a a regular or normal range, especially assuming if this individual has lost weight and they're just stuck at losing weight and they can't lose weight anymore. But to go and continuing with this plateaued weight loss, the other thing I like to talk to these individuals in the gyms or my clients or whoever that's struggling is I bring up a topic that tends to get to be a little sensitive so try to approach it with care but I talk to them about reversing out reverse dieting getting out of a calorie deficit because probably eight nine out of ten times when I talk to these individuals they've been in this calorie deficit or, stalled weight loss, which to Joe's point means they're probably not a deficit anymore, but they've been stuck at these lower calories for a very long period of time. So I bring up the point of adaption. Their body is now probably adapted to this and you can eventually just not eat anything. You know, that doesn't make sense. Like there's a difference between weight loss and muscle loss and nobody in any category, bodybuilding, fitness, general population, whatever, wants to lose muscle. You know, our heart is a muscle. We don't want to lose anything from that function. So I like to bring up the importance of we may t- need to spend some time out of a deficit. So Joe, I want to hear your thoughts. Have you discussed this with many of your clients? What was their response? How did you approach a situation to discuss like maybe is a time not to be in a calorie deficit? Um, and if so, how do you, how do you approach that with your, your people?
1: Well, I take a physiology versus psychology approach because as Kevin was just dis- describing thyroid, only about 5% of people have thyroid hormone issues that would affect weight gain or weight loss. But yet, yeah, e- even if somebody is is medicated with something like levothyroxine, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to start losing weight aggressively. It just kind of brings you up to a normal state. You may feel even hungrier with that. So, you know, certainly look at all those physiological things, I- including what you just said, Austin, which is if you have been really pursuing this hard, and your body composition is already very low, body fat levels are low, then you could be going through some kind of adaptive response. But research also shows that to be very, very resilient. So most people in a calorie deficit who just come back to maintenance levels, even if it's a pretty quick increase over the course of a week or two, research has shown thyroid hormone to come back up instantly back to normal baselines. So even that is indicative of, well, maybe if something is just not happening here that we're not discerning well, your perception of hunger cues and how much you're eating, something may be making this more of a behavioral issue. And we just need to take a time out and say, this is not the right time for you to focus on this. What else is happening in your life? What kind of stressors? What's your family situation right now that may be making this just freaking impossible? And we need to catch our breath, regroup, and then maybe start again. So not so much because I think there's some kind of metabolic issue, but clearly something
0: else is preventing them from really diving in headfirst. Those are great points. Kevin, I want to throw this to you with, let's say, okay, like to Joe's point, we've had that conversation. Where, Where should we go from here? Where should we, we need to do something different. Um, clearly like this isn't working, and there's some other things going on. We need to take action. We need to get you out of a, a deficit or to maintenance at least temporarily. Like, where do you go from here, Kevin, with with your clients?
2: I firstly want to make sure the client knows that there's not I don't want them to have any guilt because of the transition or the discussion to transition out of a current active weight loss. Um, I've had the conversations plenty of times frankly I've lost clients in the long you know, I've lost clients just by making this recommendation just from an ethics standpoint of you know it's another conversation of continuing to just plow them down with lower calories from past experiences I, to, for me to continue that just seems it's unethical to continue with that rather than to actually have a reversal transition from chronic dieting but um you know, clients need to understand you know, the, there's no guilt associated with this. This is more or less normal or it's expected. You're going to have adaptation eventually, inevitably. And what separates us, I would say I'm biased with, with other programs and coaches is that we we know that there's going to be a transition. There needs to be something after weight loss or, you know, there needs to be some break because it's way too easy to just say you've met your goal or you're discouraged, see you later, and then not have any system for after effect. That's why there's... A lot of recidivism because of that lack of coaching and teaching support, et cetera. But um to continue to prevent going down all these rabbit holes, you know, they need to understand and have some self compassion there. But first thing is to really teach them what to expect because there might be some transient upswing in weight as they as they have increases in food. And they need to understand that's not it there might that will probably be the case, but it's not And we don't want to get to anywhere to where they have been. We're going to maintenance to transition to hold to pause there and then very slowly, incrementally increase to a point where they're comfortable. But you know, the goal is metabolically getting back to more maintenance, healthier levels so that and they stay there for some time. That way the event the eventual goal is when they re-diet or go back into active weight loss, they are starting at a higher point without having to go to such drastic low calories to have the same progress or same predictable process progress. I should say
0: that's so great. And a great way to kind of wrap everything up is, you know, also, like you said, like no guilt, having self-compassion and, um, tying back to what Joe said in the metabolic switch podcast is if, if the option is to reverse temporarily and get to maintenance, there might be some residual retention that we may see, which might be a little bit of, weight increase. But we have to understand that that's not necessarily body fat that we're increasing and that we're doing this with a purpose. And so to kind of wrap everything up and to tie everything around, you know, if someone is struggling and not losing weight, we need to look at all of the factors, stress, sleep, food sources, food frequency, training, duration, personal lifestyle factors, things that are going on outside of our control, what all of these things and things that are going on with inside of our control and then deciding if we need to take a, a different step and being okay with that. So I think this is a, a fantastic topic. I'm really glad that we did this. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot of useful information. So I'm excited uh, to hear everybody's responses. And uh, we're going to look forward to seeing you guys in the next podcast. <music>